0: Google Display Network reaches around 90% of internet users, and yet we continue to find that many SaaS companies choose to not use it. Now, this is just one of the several opportunities being missed that's leading to companies hitting a ceiling with their Google ad spending. The issue has been coming up in a lot of conversations with SaaS companies lately. We keep hearing we're spending five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars dollars $15,000 in Google ads, and we've got more money to spend, but we can't figure out how to spend it there. So we're trying Facebook ads instead because it seems like we can spend a lot of money there. Now we find the main problem with their approach to Google ads is that they're bidding on only high intent, bottom of the funnel keywords in Google search network. For example, note taking software or Kanban platform. And this means that they're only targeting the 3% of buyers who are in the market looking for them right now. Essentially, they're just reaching the tip of the iceberg of their potential audience and missing out on the buyers below the surface that might eventually buy their products if only they knew about them. There's an old rule of thumb in advertising that prospects need something like 30 to 50 impressions of your brand as they go through the stages of awareness, interest, consideration, and purchase. So, if you're having trouble scaling your spending in Google Ads, it might be time for you to look at how you can reach potential customers who are higher in the funnel than the looking for you right now, folks. In this episode, I'll go into detail about the tactics that we use when testing paid media channels with new clients. These tactics should give you an idea of the ways that you can scale your Google ad spending, start reaching prospects who are higher in the funnel, and lower your customer acquisition cost. Throughout, I'll provide context as to how each of these tactics relate to the missed opportunities that keep showing up with the SaaS companies that we talk to. I'm Mark Thomas, I'm the Head of Growth at Powered by Search, and today I'm going to talk you through some of the best knowledge that we have on building B2B SaaS businesses. Now if any of this is interesting to you and you want to read more, you should go to our website, it's poweredbysearch.com, and check us out there. Let's start by talking about targeting in-market and custom intent segments. There's a perception that features like in-market and custom intent segments are sort of advanced because a lot of the SaaS companies that we talk to straight away from using them. This is a missed opportunity because in-market segments allow you to direct Google to only show your ads to prospects that they've deemed are in the market, i.e. looking for terms that indicate that they're preparing to make a buying decision and have been doing so within the last two weeks. Now, Since Google's algorithm for this has become pretty good, we think that more companies should be using this feature. Now, in addition to in-market segments, we also have custom intent segments, which are similar to in-market, but involve a higher level of precision. As opposed to Google figuring out who is preparing to make a buying decision, you actually specify to Google to show your ad to people who have taken a combination of specific actions that you have determined indicate they're in the right decision phase. So going beyond, but including the words that users are searching for. Let's take an example here. Now, if you sell team messaging software, you might set up your targeting such that Google will show your ad to anyone who has searched team messaging software, checked you out on G2, visited a popular blog post about the best team messaging software, and watched a YouTube video about team messaging software products. Now the point of targeting in-market and custom intent segments is that you'll pay more for clicks from people who you can tell, based off the data, are ready to buy than for people who you're less clear about whether they're ready to buy or maybe they're just in the research phase. We found through testing that applying in-market and custom intent segments can significantly reduce your CAC. Now let's talk about brand consideration intent. Another thing that we see quite often is that SaaS companies think that they shouldn't be bidding for the keyword of their own brand because they assume that they'll get those clicks anyway. Now in doing so, they give up control of those results to review sites like G2 and Capterra, to competitors and to other blogs that end up siphoning clicks away and attention to. What these companies don't realize is that paying for the keyword of their own brand name when it's attached to terms that show consideration intent, things like brand name plus reviews or brand name plus discount codes, that's really low-hanging fruit they'll pay a fraction of what everyone else is paying for those clicks because the keyword is in their name. Let's take a hypothetical SaaS client, for example. Now, if we have a client called HR Health Systems who provides HR software to hospitals and somebody who's looking for HR Health Systems reviews, we wanna control the experience of what they see. And so we'll use a pixel to resegment those audience members for remarketing ads. Now, there are two places that we send users. The first one is we send them to an internal page on our site. So if HR Health Systems has a section of their site where they show case studies or testimonials from users, we can send people to that page. This has the advantage of getting the user instantly onto their own website. But then option two is to send them to a claimed G2 or Captera profile. If HR Health Systems, our client, hypothetically, has claimed a G2 or Captera profile, we might send searches through our Google ad to that profile, which can also help to minimize the PPC fees that these review sites charge especially if we have the ability to promote the profile in a way that shares a favorable light on the company. So let's say we've sent someone to our website. Now by using a pixel to tag the individuals who click on these links, we're identifying a group of people who are probably very close to making a buying decision, which makes them more valuable at this point than people at the top or middle of the funnel. And so we're willing to pay a much higher bid for these people because they're not just a click. And we have this data that tells us they're a legitimate lead. Now, at this point, we'll deliver a remarketing ad to those people and use a bid modifier that indicates we will pay, for example, 300% more for their clicks. The other brand-related intent keywords we test for are brand versus competitor intent. We regularly see SaaS companies opt out of bidding on direct comparison intent phrases like their brand name versus competitor brand name. In doing so, they relinquish control to their competitors and the rest of the web to shape the narrative around these results. And therefore, they're missing the opportunity to shape the narrative in their favor. In our work with clients, we'll strategically create direct comparison landing pages that live on our client's own website and describe in detail the differences between the services. We'll make it clear for the reader who this service is for and who it's not for with the intention of saving the customer the pain of wasting time and money by signing up for the wrong solution. And while some people are of the opinion that direct comparison pages are unethical potshots at competitors, we disagree. By creating this page and having it live on your own website, you can remain transparent and be real about the differences between what you have to offer that might be a better fit for the reader. Picture this. You're the person who drove the idea of a business model that was one of the main reasons that HubSpot pulled off such a good IPO. And then, you join a startup that has a few thousand dollars MRR. Not tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands. Just thousands. Find out more about why Pete Caputa made that big career move, and how he grew Databox from a few thousand MRR to hundreds of thousands. That's episode two of Inflection Point, available wherever you get your podcasts. Back to the show. Now let's talk about Google Display Network with managed placements. Google Display Network gets written off left and right because it doesn't directly drive conversions. But as we mentioned in the introduction to this episode, the Display Network reaches around 90% of internet users, and it's an essential asset to create awareness of your service with people higher in the funnel. The targeted way of using GDN, that's Google Display Network from here on out, is called managed placements. It's the opposite of what's called the automated placement, where Google will display your ad on literally any website with no regard for the relevancy of your ad with that audience. With managed placement, you choose which specific websites your ad will display on. So, if our client knows which websites their prospects go to during the different stages of awareness, interest, consideration, and purchase, then we'll target those websites with customized advertising. For example, if I'm FreshBooks and I see that there's a blog post about the best invoicing software of 2021, I can create an ad that offers an incentive for a trial and place it on that particular page. And we find that this type of targeting and specificity can be really effective for generating awareness and interest in your product from new prospective customers using GDN. Now let's talk about target account lists using existing customer or pipeline data in conjunction with your keyword targeting is another tactic that's overlooked. This data can be used with Google's customer match feature to reach audiences that share characteristics with your pre-existing customers or leads. You can use this to tell Google to find more people like them. Now to achieve this, we typically need either 100 purchase conversions or 1000 near purchase conversions. This because machine learning algorithms get more and more precise based on the volume of data you feed. So more is better in this case. Most ad platforms recommend a minimum number of conversions for their automated conversion objectives to be effective. Our rule of thumb is a bit higher than what they typically recommend. Let's look at two examples to illustrate this. One that's straightforward because the company has an adequate volume of purchase conversion data, and one that's a bit more complex. So let's say our client has the magic number of 100 accounts that have purchased their service. We'll use the customer match feature to upload the CRM data for first name, last name, email, and phone number. We hash the data as we upload it so that the personally identifiable information is protected. Ad platforms typically can't identify 100% of the converted audience. So out of the 100 people who converted, we might end up with 80 members that we can use for the customer match audience. So. Going back to our example, if HR Health Systems' main customers are marketing managers, we tell Google Ads that out of the population of all marketing managers, try to find the 1% of them that are most likely the 80 members from our customer match audience. We'll set the same goal, typically a conversion objective, and send the same ad that we'd show to a cold traffic visitor. That's usually some sort of awareness ad. Now we do this because at this point, we're just introducing our brand with either problem-aware or problem-unaware content. From there, we'll try to get the person to either give us their email address and become an MQL off their first visit, or we'll do remarketing to move these audience members down the funnel. Things are more straightforward when you have an adequate volume of customer or lead data. But what about cases when there isn't enough of this data to create a customer match audience? Well, if we're working with a B2B SaaS company whose product costs $20,000 per year, they might make only one or two deals a month and be sustaining their business with 30 customers total. Now you can't create a customer match audience based off of purchase conversions because there's just too little data. If this is the case, the next step would be to move up the funnel and look at how many prospective customers are currently in the pipeline of leads. So we'll look at this and find that there are 50 leads in the pipeline and we're still below the range of 100 to 1,000. And this is when we ask about target accounts. How many companies are on the list of accounts that our client has identified as customers who would be a good fit for their service? Turns out, They've got a list of 300 target accounts. Now we can take the 300 target accounts and create a meaningful lookalike audience for them. And we'll follow the process from the example above to create that audience. As a bonus bit here, there's a pyramid approach that we use to build customer matching audiences. For established SaaS companies that have access to a lot of customer and pipeline data, there's a more advanced approach, the pyramid approach, where you can create customer match audiences for different customer segments. Imagine an inverted pyramid. You have the highest LTV customers at the bottom. Those are the people who are paying you the most and staying with you the longest. Then moving up the funnel, you have average customers, qualified leads who are ready to close, sales qualified leads, marketing qualified leads, site visitors who have been to a combination of your pricing page, product page, and or case studies page. Now, when you create customer match audiences for each of these segments from the bottom of the funnel all the way up, you can narrow down your targeting even further for Google to show your ads to the right people. Let's bring this all together here. If you're a SaaS company, and you have a scaling problem with your Google ads, it's likely that there are things that you can test out that will allow you to spend more. By utilizing Google Display Network, targeting in-market and custom intent segments, and bidding on your own brand name, you should be on your way to spending your ad budget wisely while lowering your CAC. I'll see you next time. So if you enjoyed that today and you want to do something about your B2B SaaS marketing, you should get in touch with us. You can do that by going to poweredbysearch.com and checking out our work with us page, or you can browse the case studies and blogs that we have on the site. Now, if you're not ready to do that, definitely say hi anyway. You can ping me on Twitter. I'm at IamMarkThomas, that's Mark with a C. Or you can ping our founder and CEO, Dev Basu, D-E-V-B-A-S-U. Connect with us there. Looking forward to seeing you again for another episode.